VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I love watching scary movies, and today's scary movie was basically made for our podcast and I can't fucking wait to talk about it. Ooh, we also hello all three of us. <gasps> reunited. It feels I'm good so to be reunited. Happy. I'm so happy. I've been thinking about that. I've been like going to bed at night being like, wow. <laughs> we yeah. all three of us haven't we haven't recorded an episode in so it's long. It's been like a month. That's uh, probably a record for us. It's definitely I think it's so. absolutely a record. It absolutely not the kind is. of record I want to set. No, no thank let's God not we're make back. it a habit. Thank God, we're back. Oof. I have so much I need to catch you guys up on. Oh my God, Henley, do you, take it away. Oh, I don't know if I need to start. Okay, well, <laughs> I, I, all right. So, I have so many things that I could bring up, but I guess the thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about was that I went to the Heim concert. And Ooh. is it Heim? By the way, I is that how you're supposed to say time. Heim time. Heim it's, like time. Uh, yep. Yep. Because the the concert was called Having the Heim of Your Life, I yes. think, or something I think like they've that. Been trying to let people know. Like I saw something like that too, and I was like, okay, they're telling us. They're telling us how to say it. Mm-hmm. And but it's I thought, is it is okay. All right. Because I've heard mixed things that it's also maybe technically Hyam. And we've all been I saying it wrong. I, I can't say for sure. I, I can't say, say for, for sure, sure either. What I say is Heim. And I think that, yeah, they've been sprinkling those little clues for us. So I can only go off of mm-hmm. clues. Their, mm-hmm. their tour title mm-hmm. <laughs> clues. There's no other way to know. Uh-huh. Absolutely no other way to know. There's no way. No way. No way to know. Well, it felt really good to be out and about in the world again. We went to go see them at Madison Square Garden. When they played at the Hollywood Bowl, my Insta stories were wall to wall the Hyam concert. <laughs> <laughs> it was a true who's who of Hollywood. It really was like anyone I knew, uh, any acquaintance I knew was there. Any famous person I followed on Instagram was there. Yep. It was uh, shocking. Sammy, you were there. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily, I don't think you were there. I was in Florida. Emily was but, in Florida. But you better believe if I hadn't been in Florida, I would have been there. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Bo Burnham was there. Bo Burnham was, was there. Really? I mean, Benny Drama was there. His boyfriend was doing their little Terry. Terry was doing it photos uh, on stage photos. Oh God, what I would do to be friends with them. Jesus. <laughs> Would you kill a man? I would kill a man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it out loud, but it's what I was thinking. Um, no, I guess the thing that was scary about it, though, was that I <laughs> I always do this with concerts and I did it again, which is that I always think they start when they say they're going to start. Sure. Oh, my God. You got there two hours, like basically two hours early. When do they say it starts? Give me, so, a, give me a frame of reference. I don't go to concerts. <laughs> Okay, so they the doors were at six thirty. Obviously, didn't get there. The okay, opener yeah, was supposed doors. to start at 
yeah, the opener was supposed to start at 7.30. Tim and I get there at 8.30 because we're like, all right, the opener's okay, probably started like, a little bit. I would have been paid. I'd be like, I'm so late. Mm-hmm. Um, no. So we get there. The opener hasn't even started. <gasps> An hour late? Oh, they don't go on until like nine fifteen. The, the opener, opener doesn't even the opener doesn't even start till like nine fifteen. And I'm I this is not, normal. I'm not exaggerating. That's I'm, bedtime. Tim and I are out in the hallway, and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like this <laughs> is like this is my well, this was my birthday present to him. Lol. <laughs> yeah. to to this concert and i like drag him all the way there um we have his mom like babysitting for silas at home we told her we'd be home around like 10 30 oh it's, it's 9 15 yeah, and no the opener hasn't even gone on yet i honestly feel like that's rude so they didn't even start the concert i think until like 10 15 10 15 is when they actually got on stage and I had a you know, great time for the first like half an hour. And then Tim and I were like, do we need to leave? Because we needed to relieve his mom, too, who was like yeah. asleep on our couch at home. Um, so we ended up only staying for like half of it, which was kind of depressing, but also kind of like I was kind of like, great, like fine to leave a concert early henley i also left early if that makes you feel any better i did did. not stay for the whole thing because i mean it's also just leaving the hollywood bowl with eighteen thousand people Mm, and calling an uber Mm. is such a nightmare Did, did were you the only one who left or did the whole group leave the whole group left and we were very nervous that there was going to be a surprise appearance by Taylor Swift because they're all friends and it was in LA and it just felt the energy was, was high. High. And it just was like, is Taylor going to come on for a (laughs) a little surprise performance and we're going to leave before that. But thank God it didn't happen. Thank God. Did they do their whole like little comedy bits in between Mm -hmm. the songs? Yeah. That was funny. That was, I was, that was unexpected and funny. Um, and we made friends with two girls who were sitting next to us, one of which just came by herself and the other one whose friend was supposed to come, but then didn't show up. And so the two girls who were sitting next to us were both there alone, basically. Aww. And they became friends and they were chatting. I like That's that. That's cute. That's like me when I went to Universal Studios by myself and made friends with another girl that was there by herself. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that when you're drinking butterbeer or whatever outside. A duff beer. A duff beer. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> um, I've just been yammering. Please, someone else. Yammering. Please, someone, someone save me no, from myself. that's crazy to me. I don't go to concerts because I don't enjoy to, but that blows my mind. That would I would be sh- shocked to experience that i'll i'll say that um this isn't what i was going to say for my scary thing that happened to me but after the heim concert i went home and cried (laughs) because i was very overwhelmed and uh just that just reminded me that that was a scary thing the first time kind of being in a crowd that Mm -hmm. huge Mm -hmm. eighteen thousand people and specifically because so many people i knew were there and we kept running into people it was just super overwhelming oh that's Mm -hmm. a lot that's a lot and i don't know why i mean i do know why because we've been in a pandemic for two years and our brains have changed and yeah i just came home and cried and was like oh wow yeah things uh, oh wow (laughs) things have affected me it feels like sammy that description being in the hollywood bowl when it's sold out and you you've you keep running into people that you know feels like a dream you would have like a bad anxiety dream 
it was very stressful. And also our Uber driver on the way home was like really weird and stopped and got gas and like, oh, I don't didn't like have that his headlights on and was like stressing oh, no, me out. No, no, no. Yeah, it was bizarre. You have to get gas before you pick somebody up. Yeah, it was very strange. It was just a strange experience. And I, I was like, like is the world a crazy, crazy place? Yes. And I mean, obviously, yes, it is. But yeah, we're living in chaos. Hard to confront that all at once in one evening. Mm-hmm. Really feeling it that night. Um, but the thing I was going to say is that I am currently so uh, not enough people talk about IBS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You are correct about that. Not enough people talk about it. It affects a lot of people. It affects a lot of women. Cut everything I said. Let's start with that. Let's, please. let's start with that. <laughs> um, no. So I have IBS. And this year, one of my like New Year's resolutions was to finally get it under control. Because so much of my life is like, well, I guess I'll just like eat and drink anything and always mm-hmm. like Be feel, bad. Bad. feel very bad, which yeah. I feel like m- many people relate to. That's how lots of people That's live, how I live their lives. Yep. Um, but I was like, I'd like to see if I could get some uh cold hard facts about mm. what is and isn't good for me because I might have specific trigger foods and whatnot. So I've been like seeing a dietitian and went to a gastroenterologist and like just getting to the bottom of a health problem is so stressful. I'm so impressed by the amount of work you've put because I am one of those people who's like, well, I think I'll just feel bad. 50% of the time and not really deal with it. But you're really doing it. It's such an undertaking. And it's really especially I mean, I'm I'm sure all things are like this. But with the gut issues, gastrointestinal stuff, it feels like they don't they don't know. know. Much they don't know. Yet. They don't know. And so it's all just kind of guessing games and try this and try that. I feel like especially if you have um, uh, mental health issues, they're like, well, mm-hmm. it's probably just that. Like, I've always just been like, Probably it's my depression slash anxiety slash my antidepressants maybe calls that. I'm like, I get what can somebody tell me like what's happening? It's overwhelming. But I don't try to find out also. So have you found out any cold hard facts that you can share yet, Sammy? Not yet. But so right now I'm finishing a course of antibiotics, which is basically wiping all bacteria from my gut. Oh, because another aspect of this is I have something called SIBO, which is small intestine bacterial overgrowth. Oh, God. Um, Cute little name. (laughs) Cute name. Like a SIBO. It sounds like you have like a tiny little Pixar fish floating around in here. (laughs) Chomping all the way at all the little bacteria. The story of SIBO. (laughs) Um, So basically, I'm just like wiping out all of the bacteria in my stomach and doing a reset. and, And then I have to do a low FODMAP diet, which absolutely kill me. I'm really not looking forward to. But one of the things that I haven't been able to do while on this medication is drink alcohol. It's the same kind of medication they give to people to not drink because you'll really get sick. Apparently, yeah, just immediately vomit. Yeah, it like keeps your body from processing alcohol. Mm -hmm. So like you just immediately get very sick. Mm -hmm. Just crazy. Whoa. How long has it been? Uh this is day 14. So it's a two week regimen. And so I'll finish after today and then um Right after this, I have to start a medication 
which the main reported side effect from it is vivid nightmares. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're oh returning to the Hollywood God. Bowl, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Bo Burnham's just there staring at me. Unreachable, like just out of reach. He's like, this way, Sammy. And he's turning corners. <laughs> you can't catch him. Follow me, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I guess it's just been mm, not the most fun thing, but I'm hoping that something good comes out of it. And I just wanted to give a shout out to all my fellow people with IBS mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. There's Which, as we mentioned, is a lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. I'm probably one of them, but yes, I will never do the work to find out. I probably well, am, too. That's the other thing is like it's just it's a diagnosis of elimination like there's no test for ibs it's just like oh you don't have crohn's you don't have celiac you don't have colitis so you must have this also i do feel like a lot of people i know again just anecdotally like i'm literally going by things people have tweeted that i vaguely Mm, know um is that a lot of people are dealing with a lot more digestive issues in the past couple years or like they're being heightened which is probably the link to stress and anxiety um and like less healthy habits or or whatever um, but an- another thing too is that when you're younger than I think like 50, they like don't pursue a lot of the things like your doctor, you your insurance will not cover you doing a lot of the testing or things that yeah, would like colonoscopies and stuff. Can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. You have to pay out of pocket. Who could possibly do that? Um, so it's really not it does not incentivize me to try to figure it out. Um because I'm like, what? I'm going to try to just go to a bunch of doctors just to be told, like, sorry, you're not old enough to deal with this or we don't know or one one of the scariest things of all the American healthcare system. I mean, Absolutely. we've talked about it extensively, but truly h- how I feel about it these days is doctors are useless. <laughs> I kind of had that realization also of like, oh, they just like don't know what the fuck they're talking about <laughs> like ever they're just ever. guessing no okay it, uh, of course in moments of emergency doctors are saving <laughs> lives left and right but like but of if going in course. with any kind of issue that's not a life-threatening emergency or something that's like very easily treatable doctors are useless i'm sorry yeah but they i guess are. i just i i know like people say like oh don't be afraid to advocate for yourself and i guess i didn't like realize until recently that you had to do that that it's you like, really have to do that and you really do because doctors are incredibly spread so thin yeah and and that is definitely linked to the healthcare system and their like hands are tied in a lot yes. of ways it's not um, it's yep. not the doctor's fault it's the system that they're working in and the fact that they have to do these appointments in 15 we minute love increments doctors. we love doctors don't no, I don't I don't want to I don't want to put negative energy towards doctors out there too much because sure. that's just going to bite me in the ass at the end of the day. Sure. But they've had a hard couple of years. I it's like you go you go in and you're like I have uh, you know X Y and Z problems and they're they're like I can't help you with that. <laughs> like that's the response I basically get exclusively. Um I think nurses are great. Nurses are great. Love nurses. I love, love nurses. Um yeah, no, it's crazy. I went to my doctor remember last year. I had heart. I still have. I have heartburn like far more often than I think is normal. Um, and look, I I drink coffee every day. I drink alcohol a lot. I love seltzer. I have tomato products all the time. I know what I'm doing here. But also, it still doesn't feel like it sort of came out of nowhere and it doesn't feel normal. And when I went and saw a doctor for it last year, she was like, um. I mean, no, it's probably not a problem. And I did not advocate for myself because I was like, great, that's all I want to hear. But it has not right. really gotten better. And I've sort of been like, I should have been, I should have pushed harder, mm-hmm. maybe. 
So maybe mm-hmm. I will next time I go to the doctor, which who knows when that will be. Um, but hey, speaking of medicine and the healthcare system and etc., COVID has finally entered my home. Mm. The enemy closes the en- in. <laughs> the enemy closes in. <laughs> um, it, 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 it arrived. Um, we had not had any COVID. Joel, no COVID this whole dang time. And this very week, Joel tested positive for COVID. He currently has COVID. I, as far as I know, currently do not. But I will, as I was saying to you guys before we started, I don't I don't feel not sick. I just don't feel sick. And so TBD on if it's COVID or if it's it's probably COVID, but I don't. But will it show up in a test? Is it is it enough to care? I don't know. And so I'm in a fun zone every day where I'm like, I hope I wake up feeling either definitely not sick or definitely sick. But it's still every day is this in between. Um, I'm testing you guys. I got a PCR waiting on the results. I, I'm you know, I we'll see. We'll see. Um so that's and and Joel's fine and he's gonna be fine and it's been very mild and I know so very many people who have COVID right now or have had COVID in the past two weeks um it's very much a surge so what strain are we on now what variant is this still Omicron but like BA.2 I think we've got BA.2 there's another one coming around that's like BA.2 Two dot one dot two or something like that. <laughs> I was looking up. They just roll off the tongue. <laughs> so easy to keep track of. Um, the, this this BA dot two dot one dot two or whatever it is. Um, that's so far still only like one in five cases. So I feel like Joel probably has BA dot two, which is more. But it is mm. Omicron. But it is like the next wave of Omicron. I Ooh, we say know. Omicron differently. I've heard you can say either way. Oh, what do you say, Omicron? I say Omicron. What did I say? You said Omicron. Oh, okay. Well, who knows? I like it. Haim. 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 Language is what you make it. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, we'll see. Also, I'll say this. We went to Florida and we were like, we're going to get COVID in Florida. We're going to Florida. We're going on a plane. But they just lifted the mask mandate. We're going to be around crowds. No COVID. None of us got COVID. Nobody got COVID. Come back to LA. We went to dinner at a restaurant outside, mind you. Fairly certain that's where Joel got COVID. So just goes to show it's out there, man. And you never know where you're going to get it. You never um, know. So we'll see. I'll keep you posted. But what I was going to talk about before Joel got COVID is that we've been watching a lot of Top Chef. Um, I've never I seen Top Chef. Into, I want to get into Top Chef. Oh, Henley, it's fun. We, um, any sort of like food reality program is my favorite thing to watch, like while we eat dinner casually. So that's like been our, our go to dinner program. And so we started at season three because okay. season one felt too long ago, but we wanted to sort of start at the beginning. So we started in season three. And so that came out in 2007, which is a long time ago. Yeah, it is. And as the, as we've gone, we've fi- we have finished season three officially. Um, and so you know, now that we're done, I can look up online all of the all of the competitors from season yeah. three because Where I now know now? who won. And let me tell you what, it's really jarring to have spent hours watching people in the year 2007 and then to look them up now that 15 years have passed and see them immediately aged. And it is freaking me the fuck out. <laughs> I have I so many times I've gone to look somebody up and like, they probably look the same. And then they absolutely don't. <laughs> and they're all like our age in season three. They're like all in their early 30s, late 20s, early 30s to maybe mid 30s tops. So I'm like, great. 
these are my peers cool and then i looked them up and they're all in their 50s late 40s and they look so different and it has really terrified me about aging and look i and i know we're gonna age and it's fine i also am like don't i feel so i have like really caught up with like not wanting how vain i am and how like not wanting to be because it who cares um but i do and it is freaking me the fuck out i've been feeling this way too emily and like different situations like it's brand new it's a brand new feeling you know i didn't have it for so 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 long until recently and the thing is like i'm not even gonna say like they don't even look i wouldn't even say they all look bad they don't they just look different in a way that is like when you just look at a picture of someone and then an immediate 15 years later they just don't look like the version of themselves that i have been getting to know and that's what's freaking out like joel and i were sitting in the couch the other night, and i was like in 15 years we're not gonna look like ourselves and it's just like <laughs> so weird i have okay so we were just talking about this with tim's parents because they just went to their 45th college anniversary they both went to they both went to the same college they just went to their like or sorry reunion this weekend i like calling it an anniversary anniversary (laughs) uh 45th reunion um and they were they were saying the exact same thing they were like it was super fun but it was weird because everyone's so old <laughs> they're like we're old now like they and i mean they it's... are they're in their late 60s they're, well, that, it's like, that's not when you see it day to day you see yourself aging but yeah when you all of a sudden just see someone you're, and we see it, all your classmates who you haven't seen in like you? a couple decades maybe and all of a sudden you look around and you're like fuck we're all old <laughs> god damn it I hear that later reunions are more fun, though, because everyone's kind of dropped the pretense of like, oh, we're all still trying to impress each other and be cool. I bet 45 is way more fun than like 25. Yeah. Tim's mom said that. She said that she um, did not have to talk to any blowhards, which was a relief. They both exactly. went to Princeton. So I think there were... I want to start calling people blowhards. I think there are a lot of blowhards. That. A lot of blowhards at the Princeton reunion. I will say one quick note, though. I will say this. Sorry, spoilers for season three of Top Chef. <laughs> Finally got to look up Casey Thompson. Shout out to Casey Thompson. She didn't Such win. A, what a what a deep cut we're getting right now. <laughs> Casey, we know you're listening. Casey, we know you're listening. <laughs> uh, you were fabulous. You're a fabulous chef. I looked her up. Casey Thompson looks so hot. Oh mm. my God. She looks amazing. Way better than she did when she was 33 or however old she was on Top Chef. Wow. Now she's approaching 50. She looks fucking hot she owns herself she's figured out her shit her hair looks great she's gotten it together she probably has a lot more money than she had when she was on the show because now she's a restaurateur in sonoma um so money will get you places but i just that was one because i couldn't look her up until the end because she made it all the way to the finale again sorry Mm. spoiler didn't win uh but i looked her up and was like okay (laughs) okay there's hope for us all there's hope and also you know what how we look is like just the least interesting thing the interesting thing about us it doesn't matter fucking at all and yet i care so very much i think it's a good segue into our movie because of the reason we feel like that is because of the patriarchy and because of the messages mm. we've been fed our whole yes. lives about how women must mm. be your worth comes from your looks which is not true but it's hard to remember that when we've been fed a certain message our whole life very hard um but today's movie which was seems like it was made just for us because mm-hmm. <laughs> we always say the scariest thing in life is any man anywhere anytime <laughs> absolutely 
Mm-hmm. And this week's movie is Men, the new release from writer-director Alex Garland, starring Jesse Buckley, Rory Kinnear, Papa Esiedu, and Gail Rankin. Um, and it's in theaters right now. And boy, oh boy, I have been looking forward to this movie. We've been talking about it, talking about looking forward to it. And I can't wait to tell you guys about it. I am so excited to hear about this movie. I feel like we should acknowledge up top that there have been some bad reviews. Yeah, it's been it, ha- it has not landed with a bang. I mean, can you a horror movie about how men are are bad? I would imagine, yeah, would get some sure. some bad feedback. But well, okay. Well, Sammy, how did you how did you feel about the movie? Let's start there. I wouldn't say that the takeaway is entirely, you know, men are men are all bad, men are the worst, and mm-hmm. that's the end of the story. I sure. think it's you know a, a bit more nuanced than that. That is. That certainly comes across, but I think it does. It gets into a bit of an explanation of similarly to how you know women have been given this message this, their whole lives. Mm-hmm. Men have too, from generations and generations of toxic masculinity and be a man, mm-hmm. man up, that kind of thing. And so, I think it's somewhat empathetic to men as well well we'll talk more about it at the end it gets real crazy i was very interested in a lot of the reviews that i read because they were so divisive also the bar set pretty high because i feel like his other movies have been so unanimously liked and successful that that you know well annihilation wasn't successful well it's because annihilation was too smart remember how it was just too too smart smart for us but, but we, everybody likes it, right? Like it didn't get bad no, reviews, did it? Remember, they didn't they didn't do a marketing push for Annihilation because someone at the studio, someone at the studio was like, <laughs> Natalie Portman's character is not sympathetic. Oh, they were yeah. like, they were like, this stuff is dealing. It's going to go over the audience's head. We got to dumb it down, and he didn't dumb it down. And they're like, well, fine, we're not going to promote it then. Fuck. And it's not. It's that's simply so, it's so outrageous. Anyway, yeah. Soundtrack. It has a 70s men has a 76% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 66% on Metacritic and a 6.5 on IMDb. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I couldn't find any budget information for it, which I bet there will be eventually because A24 usually releases their budget info from the trailer. It looks like it was fairly high budget. They're probably not as high as Annihilation. Definitely not as high as Annihilation. I think that it was shot during COVID. So that was like part of it's like a very contained basically all takes place in one area with basically just two actors. Okay, well, just fucking throw out what I just said then. Who knows what the budget mm-hmm. is? I'm like really curious to know the budget. So I hope that they do release that information. I just know that on the opening day, Friday, it made $1.4 million. I don't know what the opening weekend is yet. It's Sunday right now as of this recording. And so I don't know if the numbers have fully come in. But the only reference point I have is that Everything Everywhere All at Once made $2.1 million on its first day. So, mm-hmm. at which, by the way, Everything Everywhere All at Once just became A24's highest grossing movie of all time. God, it's so good. It's so good. Um, but I don't really have any trivia about this film, and I feel like there's going to be a lot, of, a lot to talk about at the end. Oh, okay, cool. How do you feel about this trailer? Can may we may we watch it? Sammy? I think we should watch it. I think there's some amount of 
the ending literally cannot be spoiled. Okay, and great. Love that. I think it's good for us to just see the vibes. Ooh, and these performances. Ooh, yeah, so I want to watch it. I want to watch it. Okay, okay. Let's okay. watch it. Hello. Hi. Mrs. Marlowe, yes? Harper, yes. Do, come in. The words I have to say. It's a beautiful be simple, house. But Will it just be you staying? Or? Excuse me? Mrs. Marlowe? No. Until you give your love, there's nothing more that we can do. Apple from the garden? Y yeah, it was delicious. No, 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 no. Mustn't do that. Forbidden fruit. Oh. God, sorry, I, I, I... I'm joking. I, oh. <laughs> You're tormented. It feels more like... Haunted. Yeah. Something happened. My husband went upstairs to our balcony. Let himself go. You must wonder why you drove him to it. Why I didn't drive him to it. I thought it'd be true. But if you had given him the chance to apologize, he'd still be alive. What? A man followed me out of the woods. He was stalking me. What makes you say that? I saw him twice. Twice? I don't know if he saw you once. <laughs> Wanna play a game? You hide, I'll see. You must feel an awful sense of guilt. Stay away from me. heart rate i know uh -oh. my heart is beating fast too isn't it oh man i'm so happy we get to talk about it <laughs> i'm so excited okay i will say i i hope we'll we'll find out we'll find out i hope this is one that after hearing about it i can see it because i really want to see it i really want to see it. it it looks so interesting and creepy and and i don't want to see it I really want to see it, but I, I have to know what happens. I, have I to know think that actor reminds me of like someone I used to know or reminds me of an amalgamation of other like hit that joke in the beginning that oh. the joke about mm -hmm. like, uh, oh, oh no, not eating the apple. Like, oh, God, that really like got me like it's so such a type of guy that you come yeah. across that like makes you uncomfortable on purpose and then tells you they're joking it's the worst possible thing i hate it i hate it there i hate were it i hate it i hate it a lot of moments while watching this where you just feel that like yeah basically muscle memory of like all these different kinds of, of interactions, men, of interactions with men from, yeah, like oh from God. the micro to the macro is how Roy Kinnear is the the actor who plays yeah. all of the men in it. 
Okay, um, I was gonna say. I was like, am I crazy or does that look like the same guy? No, it's, it's oh, it's the same guy, right? It's Rory Kinnear, who's cool. great. Is he's he from? he's. I only ever think of him as he's in the first episode of Black Mirror. How he's the prime oh. minister who yeah. has the pig one, right? alert has to fuck a pig in the end. <laughs> no, I, that was the, I heard about that episode, and that was all I needed to be like, well, I'll never watch Black Mirror. Black Mirror is upsetting for sure. Yeah. I, I also didn't like the appearance of a hard mask. There's yeah, yet very another hard, hard plastic mask. mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like those. No. And I, I think I like it less when it is very colorful is what I realized. Mm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Like a really cut, like a poppy hard plastic Cause mask. Because it's like trying to pretend like it's fun. Yeah. And it's, Ooh, like, it's like, no, so we know playful. you're not fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We know you're not fun. Um. Oh, my God. Yeah. That like chilled me to my bones, that trailer. I, I, so, I, you know. You'll tell us about the movie. I know people have mixed feelings, but I'll say this. It is really effective in conveying a certain kind of horror from the trailer alone. So, yeah, yeah, I am intrigued. Mm. Ooh, let's get into it. Let's I'm get excited. into it. Henley. Okay. <laughs> Henley, are you okay? <laughs> There's probably no kid stuff. There were definitely there's definitely kid stuff snuck in there i feel it i feel like there is is there pregnancy stuff (laughs) (laughs) yes i'll say yes there is pregnancy stuff (laughs) look at that grin on her face she just remembered remembered something it's the bleakest time of the year so you know what that means we deserve to get cozy on the couch rewatch our favorite tiktok videos and drink a goddamn glass of wine If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. But boy, we all come home after a long day of work. And what's the first thing we do? We take off our bras because they are uncomfortable and constricting. And we're just ready to get out of them by the end of the day. Well, what if I told you that Skims has changed all that? Skims has done the impossible and created an underwire bra that I actually forget that I'm wearing. I didn't think anybody could do it. You guys obviously know how much I love Skims. I have tried many of their other products. I've never been disappointed, but I, yeah, just don't normally love an underwire bra. I prefer bralette, but I've loved everything else I've gotten so much that I thought, you know what? Why not try an underwire bra from Skims? Let's just see. And they did it. They did it, folks. They created my favorite underwire bra I've ever worn. I have the weightless scoop bra. It has this nice like mesh material that's supportive and comfortable, breathable, but still very sexy. And yeah, like I said, I, I do genuinely forget that I'm wearing it. And that is very rare. I, you know, I'm a broken record over here. I love skims. I love skims. I'm sorry. That's just the, the cold hard truth. I will shout it from the rooftops because I want everybody to know. I want everybody to share in my joy and my comfort. So shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H, plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you after you place your order, select podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Oh boy, we are going to have some fun talking about it, I think. Okay, so we, okay, and again, I say this with all new releases, I, you know, just saw it in the theaters, so apologies for any slight inaccuracies, I couldn't take notes, so I just am going from memory here. It's very funny to imagine you in a dark movie theater taking notes. I've thought about it, I tried to do it in It Chapter 2, and I was like, this looks so stupid, I can't do this. Um, but okay, we start, we meet our protagonist who is played by Jessie Buckley. Her name is Harper and it's her in her apartment. The lighting is very red and almost apocalyptic looking. It's hyper slow-mo and her nose is bleeding. She looks shaken up and the door to her balcony is open. She goes and mm. closes it. And as she closes it, a man falls down the balcony falls in front of her and she watches him plunge to his death basically. Mm, and they make Jesus. eye contact super slow-mo again. Mm. Uh, and we just get that little glimpse. As mm. She's screaming. Horrible. Then we cut to her driving uh, through green pastures, countryside. Uh, this takes place in England and she basically goes to a country home four hours outside of London. So she's having a little escape after a seemingly very traumatic, traumatic incident. Mm -hmm. um, we get 
shots of the uh, dandelions blowing in the wind. It's all very picturesque. And she arrives. She's smiling. She sees there's a apple tree in the front of the house and uh, takes an apple off of it, takes a bite. This is looking like a, like a you know, uh, going to be a weekend or however long of relaxation, getting away from it all. She's happy to be here. Uh, she knocks on the door of the place that she will be staying, and we meet Jeffrey, is the owner of the house. This is Rory Kinnear. All men from here on out will be mm. Rory Kinnear. Wow. Cool. All men. Aside from the man that fell from the, from the balcony. balcony. Mm-hmm. Okay. Literally all men, even when she's in the pub. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think all of them were him. Holy mm-hmm. shit, that's cool. But yeah, that's a good idea. It's very like Charlie Kaufman-esque, I feel like. Yeah. That's being John Malkovich and Anomalisa does something like that. And I think it's a really smart decision for this movie. I really like it. It's certainly helpful with COVID protocol. Yeah, seriously. And Jeffrey, you got a bit of his vibe in the trailer. He's like overly nice and chatty and welcomes her as Mrs. Marlowe. And she says, yes, it's Harper. You can see that it kind of bothers her. It bothers her a bit. But her name's Harper Marlowe, right? Harper Marlowe. He is calling her. Okay. Okay. I couldn't tell if she was just calling her completely by the wrong name or not. But maybe the missus is the yes, yes, jarring part. Aww. And so he helps. He says, let me get your bags. Let me get your bags. She says, I got them. He's like, no, no, I'll get them. I'll get them. And goes and gets her bags to bring them in. There are so many good little subtle details in this movie like that. I'm going like, to call some of them out. But there were just so many moments that I was like, oh, yep. Had this interaction, had that interaction. And so they go inside. He starts giving her a tour of the place. It's a big country home, like large glass windows, uh, bright. And it's a really beautiful place. It looks beautiful. Uh, He's showing her the bedroom and he shows her there's a room with a piano in it. He says, do you play piano? She says, no. Then he says, shows her the bathroom and it says, sorry, I must say to the ladies, be careful what you flush. Septic system. Uh, and like smiles. He's got these huge teeth and like smiles at her. Sorry. Had to say. It's just like <laughs> Henley looks like, are you actually frozen, Henley? I think your screen is frozen, but it's just very. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's frozen, but, <laughs> but I it's, just a, it's she- a very appropriate frozen <laughs> facial expression. And are you back? Oh. Okay, she's okay, back. back. She's back. I, I switched. I switched internets. You froze on a very funny face of just being like, yeah, like sick of his <laughs> shit already. Like it was very, <laughs> it was extremely appropriate. Uh, so and then he says, "Are you traveling alone?" Or, and she says, "Yes." And he says, "Mrs. Marlowe, no. Like you made the reservation under Mrs. Marlowe." And she says, Ew. "Oh, yeah, I haven't changed." that yet haven't changed my name yet either and i like i'm not married anymore and he's like oh okay uh sorry about that it's a little awkward would you ever go stay in a home alone 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I would never yeah. ask someone about Miss or Mrs. It's such, you would that's go, such a weird thing. You would do thing. an Airbnb alone where you had to like meet the host and, and they knew you were alone. I've done it. I did a whole road trip by myself. I, I went true. all all. It was like a 12 I've done a day. hotel alone. I like doing a solo travel, but just now the idea of like being shown around a home by someone who has the keys, who knows you're alone. Obviously, it's a horror movie, but I was immediately like, oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's that scary. Is a little spooky now that I'm thinking about it. I guess sometimes it. like Airbnbs, you don't ever interact with the host, but still, they mm-hmm. do have the keys. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Pretty scary. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have moments of getting freaked out in Airbnbs for sure. Certainly, most people don't get murdered. Otherwise, it wouldn't exist, but. Can you imagine if it was that commonplace? You're it was, like, pretty, I'm not gonna it get was like an obvious murder trap that, you know, that'd be <laughs> like, tough, I'm not going to get an Airbnb because I don't want to get murdered. Also in Ubers, like, I feel like there's a moment in all Uber where it's like pretty crazy that I just trust this person to like do what he says he's going to do. Oh, my God. I convinced myself that I had allowed you to get murdered one time when I, I put you in an Uber. And then mm-hmm. the next day oh, I was like, I well, um, Sammy's dead and I didn't make sure that she isn't. And I mean, this is <sighs> the worst thing that could ever happen. And. I think I called you like five times in a row because I was like, well, I don't care if I wake her up. She better be alive. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We put our trust into the hands of strangers quite frequently. Yes, we do quite frequently. And yeah. a lot of those strangers are men. <laughs> a lot of them are. <laughs> Haven't gotten us yet. Mm-mm. So then she, uh, as he's like getting, finishing up the tour of the house, they go back into the kitchen area and he sees the half eaten apple on the counter and says, Apple from the garden. She says, yeah, it was delicious. Apple from the he garden. Says, no, 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 no. Mustn't do that. Forbidden fruit. God damn it. That accent was very off. No, it was perfect. I really liked it. I um, loved it. But yeah, there's a lot of good, uh, good accents in this. Just put that in our back pocket. And it, she's like, oh, God, I, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And he's like, ah, I'm joking. Like, it's fine. Ew. I hate it. Um, and he tells her there's a pub close by and he gives her the key to the door. And here, here we go. He says it's like kind of tricky, doesn't lock always, but you don't really need to lock your doors around here. Like you're in the middle of nowhere. Like there's not even really anybody else around here. He lives in the cottage, like out back or something. So he's on, he's nearby. Um, and then he leaves her to it and she settles in and starts, playing that piano which this was like one of my favorite details of the movie was that Mm -hmm. he asked her if she could play piano and she says no and then she can and i was like what a perfect little example of ways in which women don't even like open a door to a possible conversation and things like the ways that we protect ourselves yeah knowing anything personal about you that's actually honestly why when you're describing her explaining how she's not married anymore i was like oh i feel like i would lie in that situation and probably like most women would where i would be like i'm not gonna tell you oh yeah he might he might be joining me uh although i I feel like we're gonna learn that he just killed himself in which case it's probably really tough to talk about but yeah i mean i would lie i would fully lie yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) And after she plays piano, she calls her video call, video chats her friend Riley. And she's saying, how's it going? She says, the place is beautiful. But the guy asked about um, James and Riley is confused. Like, what do you mean? And she says, oh, well, like he saw that my my name was Mrs. And I didn't really tell him anything. I just alluded that alluded to the fact that I was not married anymore. And 
uh, we like the best friends vibe. Riley seems cool. She's like, uh, you know, I'm glad you're doing this, but I wish you would have let me come with you. Like, uh, let me know if you want me to drive out there. I'll come there anytime. And she's like, no, I just like want some time to myself um, to clear my head. Like, this is going to be good for me. And as they're talking, the phone has some static and we see a flash of what looks like a man's mouth screaming, but it's like pixelated in a way that you can't totally tell, but it is very effective in being like so creepy. Like it's like on the phone. That's what happens. It just Mm -hmm. pops up. Does she see it? Yes. And she gets scared by it, but it's just fast enough and pixelated enough that it's like, is that a trick of trick of the eye? Like, what the fuck was that? And then it just goes back right back to just like normal video call. What the oh, fuck? Weird. And then we get a flashback to her. She hangs up the call, says bye or whatever. And then we get a flashback to her and her husband, James. It looks like the very same day that we saw earlier, the same kind of red lighting in their house. and. They're having an argument, sitting across from each other. Obviously, it's very emotional and heated. They look like they've both been crying. And it's clear that she is asking for a divorce and saying, you know, I can't do this anymore. And he says, he's crying and says, if you divorce me, I'm, I'm going to kill myself. Oh, my God. oh, okay. And she bursts into tears and is like you can't say shit like that and the fact that you're saying that to me is like the exact reason why we need to get divorced like you can't do you can't fucking do that but it's it's like so horrible to watch this scene of like this man is like also clearly in a lot of pain but it's like the fucking worst thing you could like say to somebody i'm oh, just it's like so horrible it's, so it's like cruel. it's so abusive yes it's so manipulative and cruel and abusive and it's clear that this is somewhat of a pattern in their relationship mm-hmm. because she seems to be mm-hmm. uh, familiar with him doing these kind of things to her and is like see this is the exact thing this is what i'm talking about so like awful. emotional blackmail basically yeah. they're like yeah, like holding someone hostage. Holding you hostage. Yeah. It's deeply oh, unfair. Oh, oh, oh. It's awful. And then we cut back to her at the country house and she goes on a walk. Again, it's very picturesque. We get some like acoustic guitar playing. She's trying to clear her head of this. It starts raining and she's smiling and feeling raindrops on her face. And it's just going on this nice walk and she stumbles upon this tunnel. A long tunnel. It's very dark in the middle. And I <laughs> I like got so scared of just the imagery of this tunnel that I had a literal thought in my head of like, well, I, I hope that they checked that there was nobody scary in the tunnel while they were filming it. <laughs> You're like, is this tunnel even safe for the crew? Yeah, was the like, crew safe? Yeah. <laughs> no, I imagine like a PA. Should have like, thought about this one scouting. No, no, nobody should be in this tunnel. This is a spooky tunnel. There's a really spooky tunnel. Have you guys ever noticed the tunnel that's across from Echo Park Lake? It's like going more towards, it's like a long Glendale almost. Yes, that tunnel uh is spooky. There's a really scary tunnel there that a few times I was walking that direction and I was like, Google Maps wants me to take this tunnel and I opt out. Yeah. I opt out going through this tunnel. Tunnels are very scary and 
she starts walking through it and notices the acoustics are kind of cool. Like she can go, ah, and it goes, ah, ah, ah. And she makes a little song with her own voice echoing like, ah, 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 ah. And it loop, basically the tunnel itself like loops it in the echo. And it's really cool. that's cool. And she's like having fun. And it's like a nice moment for her. And then we see a man emerge from kind of nowhere at the other end of the tunnel in a way that really freaks her out. Like, it looks like he was almost laying down flat on the ground and and stands stands up. up. And you just see his silhouette. And he starts coming towards her and she immediately like turns and runs and is just like, fuck this, running the other way. And she gets lost in the tr- in like the foresty g- wooded area. She gets so scared that she just runs f- off path, just like through trees up to where she can see a clearing is. And so she's like climbing through like roots and like having to pull herself up because it's really steep. And she's just so scared and thinks this man is right behind her. And so she gets to the top of the clearing and it's looks like a wide open farm area and she like breathes a sigh of relief she gets her bearings and i think can see kind of where she is and how to get back to her place uh and doesn't see a man following her anymore and so as she's walking back towards the road she turns back to take a photo of there's an abandoned cottage type place right where she was and she just it's Everything is like really beautiful. So she just goes to take a photo of it. And as she Mm -hmm. snaps the photo, she sees a a naked man just standing Ah! right right outside of the cottage looking at her, not moving towards her anymore. But again, she just she runs home. I I hate that. She calls Riley again and uh, Riley asks for the tour of the house she says like can you give me a little tour and we see through the windows that the naked man is in the yard (laughs) and he's just butt naked he's completely naked and he's standing is he moving he's walking around now and kind of looking into the windows but she doesn't see him and this scene is is at nighttime no this is still daytime oh god oh god and the scene is played almost comically like Mm, mm -hmm. he's everywhere she's not looking like as soon as she turns he he walks to the other window and uh doesn't see him as she's giving the tour of the house but eventually she does see him and says to riley i gotta call you back she calls the police and says there's a man in my yard a naked man and the police operator is a woman and is like, okay, we're sending someone, we're sending someone right now. Just stay on the phone with me. Describe what's happening. She sees that the front door is wide open. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. And runs to close it right as he gets to it. So he was uh, like about to walk into the door. He closes it. She closes it. He sticks his hand through the mail slot. Uh, She's screaming. Fuck. And then the, the police arrive and they and they get him and arrest they get him. him. Yeah, and is it this? It's the same actor. It's the same actor. This is Rory Kinnear. Are the police, the police, the same. The actor police too? is there is one female police officer and one and one is Rory Kinnear. Yes, so so weird. Yeah, and 
Rory Kinnear, or no, I think it's actually the woman, the female police officer that says to her, yeah, we're taking him in. That must have been really scary for you. But to be honest, like, I think he's just harmless. I think he doesn't know where he is. He seems really confused. Mm. He just seems lost. So I don't I don't think he was actually a danger. Uh, But she's understandably super freaked out. I mean, a man who doesn't know who he is, who's willing to, like, come into your home. I would say that is a threat. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Even Just because he's, he's not like a violent person, someone who's that confused and in your home, that's a threat. 100%. So she then goes into the town and finds the church and goes into the church. And we see there's a stone pillar with a carving in the front of it of like a it's like a man's face with a lot of greenery coming out of it it's like a like a almost like a mask of leaves and the symbol is called the green man this is like a real symbol and the camera pulls back and on the other side of the pillar we see there is a symbol of a woman a kind of crazed looking woman with like hair like big eyes and hair like going in all directions crouched down and spreading her labia and it's like this very exaggerated vulva (laughs) carving in the stone oh my god cool (laughs) sign me up i want that in my house um and then we get we go back to the, she sits down in the tr- in the pews of the church nobody else is in there it's just it's empty and she sits down and we go back to another flashback picking up where we left off her texting Riley saying James is really scaring me it's like same stuff as before but a little worse and he walks in and snatches the phone from her and reads it and starts screaming at her. Oh, you're scared of me. You're scared of me. And this fight oh just God. escalates to the point of her scream. Like she screams something at him. Like nothing, basically nothing you say is going to make me stay. Like I want to divorce you and there's nothing you can fucking do about it. And he punches her in the face. Great. And she, Great. really hard. And she falls backwards. Her nose is pouring blood and <sighs> she stands up and like loses it and is like get the fuck out get the fuck out right now and is like slapping him pushing him towards the door opens the door shoves him out and is like i never fucking want to see you again kill yourself if you want i don't fucking care i don't ever want to see you again oh no closes the door and of course we know that he kills himself he does it right right that's awful god that's awful and awful we see again Ooh. him in slow motion falling in front of the balcony in front of her apartment as she watches screaming and cut to her in the church screaming and crying and like oh. Jessie Buckley is so good in this. She's such a good actress, but this is like a very devastating moment and mm-hmm. it reminded me of in Midsummer, there's a scene in which Florence Pugh is screaming, crying, and it's like in tune with the music. And this is doing a similar thing where it's like the 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 music in the church is the same tone as her screams. And I just really like it when movies do that. It oh, like makes you really feel it in your bones. So, mm-hmm. And we see now a priest sees her in there, but doesn't approach her. And back to the flashback, we see her going outside 
to the ground floor out front of her apartment building to find her husband's dead body, which is very, very mangled. It's gnarly. He basically lands on half on a raw iron fence and so oh my god the uh, oh my god she's about to describe it she's gonna about to describe <laughs> it in more detail <laughs> oh no oh no she's about to say she's it. just <laughs> gearing up she could have just left it here at comes. that she's she's saying more it. She's detail. Saying it. get ready get ready <laughs> his hand is stuck on the fence like ripped through it no. <laughs> his head has a huge gash in it And his foot is broken off, like at a 90 degree angle, like at the ankle. (laughs) And yeah, all his limbs are like in all different directions. It's gnarly. Nope. Disgusting. Back to present day. We see her walking out of the church and she runs into a little teenage boy in a hard plastic mask. And this is also Rory Kinnear digitally, like, on this weird, little boy's face. And he asks her if he, she wants to play hide-and-seek with him. She says, no, I'm not really in the mood to play a game right now. She's, like, nice about it. She's like, no, I'm, I'm heading home. I'm not really in the mood, mood to play a game. And he's like, it's just a game. Like, you can play hide-and-seek with me. Like, come on. Why, why don't you want to play? And... The priest walks up at that moment and says she's clearly said she doesn't feel like playing the game, Andrew, or whatever his name is. Like, not today. Like, leave her alone. And the little, the teenage boy looks annoyed and gets up and starts to walk away and goes, stupid bitch. But it's kind of like the the priest, like, presents himself as saving her from that conversation, which is something that happens a few times in this movie where it's like each man is like saving you from the last man of like sorry about that little boy like sorry about mm-hmm. him i'm not bad like him <laughs> yeah. i'm bad mm-hmm. in this way mm-hmm. and so a whole new way he says like he heard her screaming in the church and says like you seem like you're really troubled and uh he says she she seems haunted and like is there anything you want to talk about like i'm here for you and so they sit down and talk and she tells him you know my husband and I were getting divorced and he threatened to kill himself if I divorced him. And then he hit me, which he had never done before. And I screamed at him and I told him to get out of the apartment. And apparently what happened next is that he went to the apartment above us and bust his way in there, went out to their balcony and might have been trying to crawl down to our balcony and then either fell or jumped. I honestly don't know. Oh, shit. (sighs) And the priest... (laughs) Really turns it around, doesn't he? Puts his Mm. hand on her knee and says, you must feel tremendous guilt. And... Oof, the hand on the knee. I think this oh, interaction God. is my least favorite. <laughs> yeah. Because at first she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I do. I do. I do feel tremendous guilt. And you can see her notice the hand on the knee. And obviously you'd prefer maybe a hand on the shoulder from a priest or no hand at all. Ideally. <laughs> ideally, no hand at all. <laughs> but it is just certainly not lower half. But no, it's like lower half. I feel like just that is also like. What a good encapsulation of like 
crossing a boundary, but it's also like within the realm. Well, I don't want to be rude to this priest. So yeah, within the realm of what's okay. He's not doing anything that bad. Like I'd rather he didn't have his hand there, but I'm not going to ask him to move his hand because then it's a thing. Then it's a whole thing. Yep. Whoa, you're making it a thing. Oh, God. Sorry. It's like the like touching the small of your back as as a man moves past you in a crowd. And it's like, I wish you wouldn't do that. But also if I was like, don't touch me. Oh, yeah, exactly. God. Then he goes on to say, he says something like, how, like, do you think you drove him to it or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Um, yeah. And she, you can see her now starting to, to be a little more rightfully like angry at him being like, no, I don't. And she's like, well, did, he says, well, did you give him a chance to apologize? And she's like, what? And no, I didn't. I kicked him out. Like he hit me. And she's like, he's like, well, you know, maybe if you gave him a chance to apologize, you must, you must have thought like maybe if you gave him a chance to apologize, he'd still, he could still be alive. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. She's like, yeah, I've thought about that. Of course I've thought about that, but he hit me and I was angry and I was upset. And he says, you know, men sometimes hit women. It's not a nice thing, but it's a real thing. Do you want things to be comfortable or do you want them to be true? Ooh, I, my what? freaking blood boils. Whoa. And she says, fuck off and stands up and walks away. Yeah, great. And great. she goes Ugh. into the pub where, again, everybody is Rory Kinnear in different, <laughs> the, 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 uh, Bartender is Rory Kinnear. All the patrons are Rory Kinnear. And Jeffrey is there having a beer. And she's obviously like pissed off walking in mad, just wanting a drink. She goes up to the bartender, asks for a drink. And Jeffrey's like, let me buy it for you. She's like, no, it's okay. And he's like, no, I insist. I like, and says to the bartender, like, her money's not good here. Don't take her money. Don't take her money. And he's like, see, you don't have money here. Like, it's not going to work. You have to let me pay. Mm -hmm. So she lets him pay. Well, he doesn't let her pay and yeah. he asks her how are you settling in and the cop from earlier comes in the Rory Kinnear cop <laughs> and is also grabbing a drink and mentions the naked man that they arrested from earlier and this is the first Jeffrey's hearing about is like oh my god what like that's um uh, Harper I'm so sorry that sounds so scary you should have called me I I would have helped and Harper says it's okay, like he's arrested now, so it's fine. And the cop's like, oh, no, sorry, he was arrested, but we had to let him go. Like, nothing really to charge him with. And she's very upset by this news, obviously. And she's like, but he you could charge him. He was stalking me. Like, he followed me from the woods. I saw him twice. And the cop is like, you saw him twice? Like, I don't know if he even saw you once. Like, he was really out of it. Um, mm -hmm. he, I don't think he was stalking you. And just kind of belittling her and making her feel a little crazy. I also read, I don't know if this is a correct interpretation, but based on hearing that in the trailer, I also interpreted that as like an insult to like, her looks. why would someone be stalking you? Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Like, okay. Yeah. You had a stalker. I don't know, hon. Like, so, you know, like that kind of vibe. Yeah. Where how like when a man is insulted and wants to offend, he's like, you're ugly anyway. It's like, mm -hmm. Jesus fucking Christ. Mm -hmm. And so she she leaves the bar and heads home and she hears something as she's walking home. And there's a moment where she doesn't know which way to run. And she then just like makes her makes her mind up and like starts running back to her house. And 
we see again the silhouette of the naked man now w- walking through the cemetery near her house towards her. And mm-hmm. as she gets back home, she calls Riley again and asks her and like says they let the guy go. And because she had told Riley, I guess, earlier about the incident. And Riley is like, OK, I'm coming up like I'm coming up. Uh, I'll be there in three hours. And she's like, it's four hours away. She's like, I'm going to do it in three. I'm going to drive really, really fast. Just give me the address. And she starts saying the address. And when she says the address, the phone again goes to static. And we see the teeth and the like screaming thing. And then it goes away. And she's like, okay, sorry, my phone broke up. The address is. And again, the static. She can't get it through. Every time she's trying to say where she is, the static comes up. And then they just hang up and Riley text, just text it to me. And so she sends her location to Riley mm. and the text back in all caps says, I already know where you are. And then another text says, stupid bitch. <gasps> <laughs> what? And she's freaked out and looking around. It's nighttime now. And the outside motion detector lights keep going on and off. Like there's a bug with the motion detector. And so they're kind of going rogue. And she sees the policeman in her yard. Wait, did did anyone call her a stupid bitch besides the teen boy? Have other men called her a stupid bitch? No, just the teen boy. But we're assuming that this is... Well, I don't know. No, I don't know what know we're what, assuming, no, honestly. We don't, know what to think. we don't know. We don't know what to think. Okay, fine. Oh, God. Oh, God. So she goes out to the front yard because she sees the policeman and says, what are, you, what are you doing here? Did something happen? Did you find the guy? What's going on? And as the motion light flickers, the yard goes dark for a second, a split second, light comes back on. Cop is gone. She's huh. like, what the fuck is going on? I'm scared. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. And she hears some rustling and turns and looks. And one of the bar patrons uh, is running straight towards her, like screaming. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And she runs inside, closes the door, locks it as he's like gets there and bangs on it. And then a window crashes in the kitchen. She she like runs into the kitchen. A window crashes. She drops down behind behind the counter, grabs a knife and is huddled down there and we see a stool like being thrown right by her and she's screaming and and can't see what's happening but feels like someone's right there and starts to dart back to the front door to go out and opens it and Jeffrey's there and Jeffrey is like what's going on I heard a noise like I'm uh, like are you okay and she calms down a bit and is like someone just broke in someone's here someone's in the house and the window broke and he comes in and looks and bends down and sees there's a dead or dying crow on the ground like as if it's flown into the window even though very much seems like it was more than that a second ago and he's like oh Mrs. Marlowe it's it's a it was a crow. How could a crow break a full window? I'd be flying full speed. <laughs> Head first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Har- Harper's like clearly doesn't fully buy that. This is like what was happening, but also doesn't know how to explain 
anything else. And so she's like, I mm -hmm. guess it was this crow that flew in. And she's like, I swear that like something's going on. The man was here again. Some other man was here. And another interesting thing is like, she's not recognizing that all these men are the same man. Like it's not played like she, right. that's not weird to her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask that, but it seemed clear that she yeah. wasn't. No, it's like she just all of these seem like different people to her. And are they meant to very much seem like the same person to us? Mm -hmm. Like they're they're Yeah. OK. OK. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in a way, yes. We don't think it's like a guy dressing up as multiple people because there's right, like a, a teenage right, right. boy. So it's like he couldn't do that. Right. But they're not hiding it like they tried to do with Tilda Swinton and Suspiria. Right. Right. <laughs> right. right. Okay. So it's clear that she's really scared and Jeffrey can see that. And he's like, I'll check the yard. I'm going to I'll st stay here. I'll do a per perimeter check. We're going to make sure nobody's here. But Jeffrey's also just like this kind of. He doesn't put us at ease. No. Yeah. Uh, and he as he's about to go out, it's like he's a little scared, too, because the lights keep flickering mm. and it's like a stressful situation. And he kind of psychs himself up and he says, I've got the makings of a failed military man and turns back to look at her and says, my dad said that to me when I was seven. And I really. Ooh, that line was like very devastating as well. I, yeah. I I liked that line being in there of just these. Oh, that's the messaging he's been getting of like you've mm -hmm. got to go out there and into the danger and protect the woman. And mm -hmm. so he goes out into the yard and is doing these like very non-threatening things. Like he calls out like if you're out here, that's not going <laughs> to sit well with me. <laughs> <laughs> And he's just super not intimidating and she's watching and looking around scared and the lights flicker again and Jeffrey disappears and disappears, uh, disappears, literally the disappears? same as the same as the cop, just blink of an eye and he's gone and she turns and sees the naked man again, who somewhere in here, we've seen a shot of him cutting into his own forehead, slicing his forehead open and shoving leaves into it and blood oh like God. dripping down his face. So this is the same imagery we oh, saw in the church gross. of this, the green man with the leaves in the face. Oh, it's very gross. like also Adam and Eve vibe because right. he's like this naked man that comes from the forest after she's like eaten this forbidden fruit type of thing. So there's something going Jesus. on there as well. But she sees him and starts running back to the house. She He chases her and... No, 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 no. Okay. Okay. It, things are about to get really crazy, you guys. So forgive okay, me. Okay, okay. So first what he does oh. is he has a handful of dandelion, the little floaty things. Would you call them petals? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The fluffs. The fluffs. Yeah. And the fluffs. Like the white, the white fluffs? Yep. Blows okay. that in her face. We see now he has even more leaves in his face than before, just like shoved all in his face. So he's like bloody and cuts and leaves ew, shoved ew, in the cuts. Ew. ew. And blows this dandelion into her face. One of the fluffs <laughs> goes into her mouth and she swallows okay. it and becomes super again, this like slow-mo and something in her changes and it gets a little surreal now. Okay. Okay, man, Alex Garland was is loving 
I don't know. This is starting to remind me of Annihilation a little bit. Yeah, it is. Um, there's a shot earlier also of like a a dead deer with the dandelion like falling into its mm. eye hole and it like decomposes. And so there is a bit of that. That also reminded right. me of Annihilation. And so she kind of half dazed runs into the house, closes the door and he reaches his hand in through the the mail slot and reaches up to her and she's looking kind of out of it, almost like drugged and reaches to hold his hand. And as she does that, he grips tighter, like grabs her wrist and she snaps too. And she still has um, the knife or the knife is like on the counter. She grabs the knife. He won't let go of her. And she stabs down into his arm, like right near his uh, elbow stabs completely through his arm oh shit and he starts pulling his arm back out ah but he can't (laughs) through the mail slot but the knife is stuck vertically and can't come Ah! out so he just pulls his whole arm slices Ah! from elbow out through between his ring and middle fingers completely completely slicing the arm in half hot dog style oh my god well (laughs) emily emily hated all of that he slices his arm hot dog style yep ew hot dog style that's so gross completely apart yeah like a foot yeah like a foot and a half of arm dangling in half ew ew And we see, and we see, and, but then he gets out. Then he yeah, like and runs away. Then yeah, we don't see where he goes. But she hears again a noise in the kitchen, and goes into the kitchen, and we see the teenage boy in the mask. No, 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 no. And the crow splayed on the countertop, with the mask is on the crow. He's put the mask on the crow, and he's like using his hands. To seemingly penetrate the crow or at least like oh! thrust it in a way that it like looks like he's making the crow have sex, which like oh I imagine God. like, you know, how when you like have Barbies have sex, it's like kind of like that. Like it's like this like maybe horny little teenage boy being like, haha, like sex. But <laughs> then we see that his hand is also completely sliced, his arm oh sliced oh from elbow oh through God. hand. And he's covered in blood. And he turns and looks at her as she walks in. She's still got the knife. And he says, you really hurt me. And she's confused. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? And he says, you wouldn't play hide and seek with me before. But I bet you will now. And she holds the knife out to him. He's like walking closer to her. She's like, don't fucking come near me. I'll, I'll cut you. I will. And... He says, I don't, I don't think that you will. And walks <gasps> all the way up to her till the blade is pressing his <gasps> chest. And you see her struggling with it like she's scared, but he's also like a 14-year-old kid. And yeah. he, she won't do it. And he said, see, I told you you wouldn't do it. You probably should have, though, because it's the last chance you're going to get. Oh, oh my god. My god. <laughs> and she is able to close herself in a separate room so they're on separate sides of a door now and he starts counting to 10. He's like I'll give you to 10. Like time to go like find that. a oh go find god. a hiding spot. Oh my god. And she goes into the bathroom and 
hears oh like as she's going in we see one of the bar patrons also running through the house she's screaming and runs into the bathroom closes the door but there's no lock but the mm-hmm. the screaming stops on the other side it's quiet for a moment she's backing into the bathroom and then the door slowly opens and the priest comes in mm-hmm. ew, 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 ew. and his arm also cut is all fucked. Arm, uh, elbow to hot elbow dog to hot dog style, elbow to hand, and he comes in and starts washing his hands, washing his fucked up ew, nasty ew, hand. Ew. We get a lot of good close ups of it. It look almost looks like chicken talons the way that it's like splayed ew. in that way. I can't believe how many times we have to see this goddamn hot dog arm. Oh my god, a few. I thought once was enough. Also, I think she had some of the ordinary skincare products on this. Uh, <laughs> oh, lovely. Very realistic. Very on realistic. this countertop. True I like life. to see that. And he turns and looks at her after he washes his hand and says, when did you lose your virginity? Oh, God. Oh. And she says, what? And he says, I can't stop thinking about it. Ever since I ever since I saw you, I can't stop picturing it. Like you having sex, losing your virginity with your open mouth and your vagina. And you put those thoughts in my head. You put you did that to me. You put those thoughts in my head. Mm -hmm. And he's walking closer and closer to her. And he says, all of your openings, you're slit. Which, oh, <laughs> I think slit is like the grossest word I could ever imagine. <laughs> Wait, Sammy's actually like having a heart attack. The fact that she even said it, I can see it. I in her hated eyes. it. Oh my God, I hated it. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. And he's kind of reciting a little bit of Bible verse to her also in this, in this oh, talk. Man. And, um, Oh man. oh man can there just be like a good priest in one <laughs> tv or film ever no they're mm, all bad hot priest hot that's priest. true hot priest redeems them all as he gets really up close to her we don't like where this is going it's clear his energy is like this you temptress, you wicked woman who has tempted me from Ew. the ways of the cloth and Ew. She has her knife still and presses it into him or like presses it towards him, like get the fuck away from me. And he's like, yes, that's what that's what it is. Your slit is like the the tip of a blade. Like it's a it's a oh, my God. It's a weapon. It's you're a weapon and you're dangerous. (sighs) And he puts. Oh, no. Either side of his fucking cut in half no. hand no. around no. Her, like one no. half no. of his hand no. on each no. of her shoulders. No. no. Absolutely no. not. Absolutely no. not. No. That's not what happened. Uh, Sammy, tell uh, us. No. No. What really happens. No, he doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. <laughs> no. Doesn't even bother with his good hand. Just the fucked up hand, <laughs> one on his shoulder. Talon. Pushing her back. I don't like that it can spread that far apart. I don't like oh, that. Oh, and it's still dexterous. It's still, he has still, <laughs> he has still full control over all of, <laughs> all of the fingers and is gripping her and pushing her back. Pushes her up onto the counter. We're headed into a rape territory situation. He starts like pulling up her dress 
and she like briefly goes like kind of limp and almost in shock and is just doesn't know what to do and then stabs him remembers that she has that knife she stabs him right in the stomach uh and throws him off runs out to her car starts driving away and as she's driving she hits Mm -hmm. jeffrey and Mm -hmm. she is like oh fuck jeffrey oh no oh no Mm -mm, stops mm -mm. the car no 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 (laughs) starts to get out we're like no 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 (laughs) no no don't don't go back for jeffrey and he as she's like running to him to help him she sees that he also has the obviously cut up hand this Mm -hmm. marker of it's the same same thing he is also a man mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so she starts running to her car when she sees that and he gets up and walk like chases after her gets to her before she's able to drive away grabs her by the hair pulls her out of the car throws her <gasps> on the ground and gets the in fuck? the car and starts driving off he gets in the car and like leaves her out of the That's car. That's what we think. And she's kind of confused and doesn't know what to do now because she can't drive away. Now she, her car is gone and she doesn't want to go back in the house and doesn't want to. Uh, but like before she can figure it out, he starts driving. He like does a U-turn and starts Turns driving around. at her full speed and basically chases Great. her with the car while she's on foot and she's running as fast as she fucking can from this car it's like these narrow little alleyways where there's nowhere for her to turn off so she's just running and running and running and eventually the only place for her to go is back into the house because that's the only like opening and he crashes the car like full speed into a brick i think mailbox or something as she gets into the house and she falls or trips and falls and is looking back in the direction of the the crashed car and the green man crawls out the the naked man with the leaves in him yeah crawls out out of the car Mm -hmm. and as he's walking towards her his ankle snaps at a 90 degree angle and he falls to the ground and is kind of crawling towards her and she's crawling away and something starts happening to him like he gets this like look on his face and his body is like shaking in this way and he becomes like fully pregnant huge pregnant whoa okay okay Okay, we get the pregnancy (laughs) plot line starting she's now watching in horror and shock and what the fuck is this and he starts Mm -hmm. screaming and i'm pretty sure gives birth out of his asshole okay (laughs) nice 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 nice. okay close up look full frame of Mm -hmm. the head crowning and oh my god (laughs) out of his ass out of his asshole okay and out comes the teenage boy Oh my god. Okay. And teenage sure. boy is now crawling towards her again with all the same injuries and like crying in pain. And before he can say anything, he same like shuddering thing happens. He starts growing a pregnant belly and he starts giving birth the same way. And so it's like these empty sacks along the way this little birth chain that starts happening Jesus. and the teenage boy gives birth to the priest 
And the priest is crawling towards her each time, each variation of this. She's like getting closer to the house as they're, she's crawling away from it. It's like towards the house. And the priest uh, shudders, gets his pregnant what belly. Ha- what happens to them after they give birth? They're just like skin suits. It's like a, like a, oh, like they're a, just like dead, yeah. dead skin suits, mm-hmm. like too deep flopping around like on the a ground. snake shedding its skin type oh, of thing oh, okay. okay okay got it got okay. it got it and the priest curls over forwards and on his back a, a hole opens up and he gives birth through his back ew and all of this is like real gnarly body horror like you're hearing bones ew. popping and it's just oh, like God, very oh God, oh God. very uh you're it's not shying away from showing any of you're seeing all of this <laughs> and the priest gives birth to jeffrey and jeff and she now grabs an axe there's like a fireplace inside with an axe and she's uh, got the axe and Jeffrey starts saying something to her. I can't remember what, but she's like trying to figure out like, what are you? What the fuck is going on? And Jeffrey then gets his pregnant belly and starts shuddering and out from his mouth, feet start coming out of his mouth, like a foot first aye, birth. Aye, aye. And he's like splitting open while feet Ew, are coming out of his mouth. Ew. Ew. And it's finally James her husband and we see that the injuries are all james's injuries his hand was like sliced that way oh, by the right. wrought iron fence and his ankle was broken that way right and he is covered in blood and naked and <sighs> sits down on the couch and she says what do you want what do you want from me and he says i just wanted your love and title men (laughs) oh my god and then one more little scene right after title we see the next morning riley arriving she's figured out where harper was staying and she pulls up and witnesses all of the wreckage like as if this is all this is all real this is all happened she sees all the blood trail leading through the door like where the birth chain was i don't i don't think that the bodies are still there but it's like something has fucking she's like scared like what the fuck happened here windows broken there's blood and she sees harper sitting outside and we get a full body shot and we see that riley is pregnant riley riley yeah the friend and as harper sees her she smiles and then that's the end uh, what? What the fuck? I know it's it's a really um, it gets really surreal huh. in a way that I wasn't expecting, but I I really like it, and it's definitely one that I will be thinking about for a while because I feel like it has a lot of little layers in there. This is like what some of the negative reviews were saying that it's kind of saying too much and not enough at the same time. Yeah. Like it doesn't actually fully realize any of the things that it was trying to say, but I kind of appreciate the abstractness of it and that mm-hmm. it just makes you think about it in your own way. Like my interpretation of the birth chain was the was the 
generational quality of toxic masculinity and how Mm -hmm. each bad man is a product of a bad man that came before him. And Mm -hmm. all these men that she interacts with are different versions or different stages of men. Like we've got the teenage boy that's like starting to have a hormone, like hormones and like going through puberty and, and then the priest, it's like all these different versions of it, but all kind of coming from somewhere, you know, like, Mm-hmm. The way men are is a product of it's not innate yeah yeah it's and, and and i liked seeing the pregnant woman at the end and having her smile because it kind of felt almost like a little bit of hope of like well maybe it's you know nurture not nature and we can yeah, obviously there are good men <laughs> obviously yeah i completely agree with that interpretation that's what i was thinking as well um i think that uh now that as someone who has a little boy, <laughs> I a- agree that it's more and more clear how this system is outside of ourselves. And it's something yeah. that affects men just as much as it affects women in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and how little tiny baby boys are just they just want to be good and they just want to be loved. You know what I mean? It just And so it's really like. It's really, I think, I think what the movie needed more of maybe, but maybe it would have been too on the nose, but more of, um, the Jeffrey saying what his dad said to him, like more of that a little bit. And also for this being a movie about a woman, um, who is experiencing, uh, the, negative effects of the patriarchy, we don't actually find out that much about her. So that's too bad. You know what I mean? I kind of wish the story had been a little bit more about her, too. Do you know what I mean? Yes, but in a way, it's also like this can be any woman. I think this is just what it is to be a woman. Yeah. Almost like she is just a reflection of what all these different men feel about her. Yes. The cop thinks she's a little stupid. Uh, The priest thinks she's temptress. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jeffrey, like doesn't know how to interact around her and like it, it, you know like uh makes him nervous feels need to protect her because he feels emasculated right and because she her she doesn't have her husband and so she's like yeah a, she's a, just like, like a, a prism a... for all of these men's experience of women mm-hmm. yeah that's a really good point too <sighs> lord have mercy lord have mercy i'm not gonna see this <laughs> i know i was gonna say i don't think no i don't way. think i think it's it gets real deep into some body horror at the end so it, that could be tough Ugh. for you guys yeah no I, I ain't gonna do that yeah that was intense i'm like processing it still the birth wow that really Oof. came out of left field i know yeah, i gotta I say i was not expecting that's right. that. i mean that's what i mean it's like there's some amount that just cannot be spoiled <laughs> no absolutely not wow yeah, it's it's really a fascinating movie and I can see I am not surprised that there are negative reviews for it as well. But I I just kind of liked it. If you, if I liked the the surrealness and like, ooh, I just mm-hmm. get to like it's it like a like a Rorschach painting at some at some mm-hmm. points where it's like you get to decide what it means to mm-hmm. you. Like it gave me more of a feeling than a message. Mm. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I appreciate that. It gave me a feeling even just hearing about it. Yeah, it's intense. Oh, and like, oh, I forgot to mention, oh, there's like all these like, oh, so in the No, priest- I don't like, you don't have to say it. <laughs> Whatever you're about to say, you don't have to say it. There's this, the moment on 
when she's talking to the priest and he has his hand on her knee, there's a moment in the conversation where he like moves his pinky back and forth. Like he's like, oh. ru- like rubbing her with the, just the pinky. And it's just like, so ew, 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 ew. I hate it. I hate so it. I small, hate it. but it's just all these little things that like become big things, but they all affect you. They all affect you. Yeah, it wasn't a fun movie to watch. I'll say that. There were a lot of times, especially, I'd say it actually got more fun at the end when it's just like getting into some craziness. Yeah. But there are a lot of times in the middle where I was just like, oh, I like feel really bad watching this. Like, I just don't like to be reminded of these things. Oh, and sorry, it's just that final line is like, I just wanted you to love me. Mm. It's like, bringing that back to being her fault and how like at the end of the day it's like what it's is it so bad like oh it must be so hard to be a woman because you're wanted and you're loved and you're taken care of and people carry your bags and it's like oh how could that but that's like the the crushing nature of like that's what i have to offer the world and so i actually i feel like i don't have any freedom or voice or like agency because all these men are oh my god and like the fact that the weight of that her moments of decency of like not wanting to kill the kid and going back to check on jeffrey are these moments that come back and bite her in the ass and it's like women this like nurturing tendency in women can be like your downfall and there's there's a lot obviously you know a whole civilization's worth of gender politics like there's so much to be dissected in this film and the like the tendency of women to be nurturing is this less than innate women are nurturers and more right um societally determined and yeah and I'm that really tired i know i know and that <laughs> final line of i just wanted you to love me is also reminded me of like we're just saying with Silas and little kids like everyone has a little kid inside that like just wants to be loved and like that can be a, a totally fine thing or like a really dangerous thing depending on yeah, yeah. everything what else. messages yeah. you've received growing up uh, I know I'm tired too I'm worn out I'm tired <laughs> I'm, I'm worn out I need no, a nap it's good it's like that really got me in, in a way I didn't anticipate I'm excited to read more about it after this. I know it really did. It's one of those one one of those movies that will have me thinking for a while. Reading, I want to know everything about Green Man, about that other um, the inscription of the woman holding her vagina open. Her name, oh. it, she's a real thing too. And I guess scholars mm-hmm. don't know really her origin. It's it's uh, cool. Sheila Nagig is what she is called and there's debate on if she is a symbol of fertility or if she is a uh warning against lust or if it's uh i guess it's common most found in ireland in like irish churches and i guess some irish women and uh like feminist movements were reclaiming that image as a a uh, symbol of embracing sexuality and yeah there's mm. just a mm. lot of fun mm. fun um maybe fun's not the right word but interesting details in this film that just made me want to 
learn more. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, my God. And I really do feel, you know, Henley, you have a sweet baby boy. My sister has a, a son. I really do feel like it's like, I think it's so important to have good boys. Yeah. And like, I really, and to, and to like raise boys to be able to be who they are. And like, mm-hmm. and to be nurturers too. We got Silas's yeah. first baby doll. Mm-hmm. He's got a little Yay. baby doll that I'm teaching him how to love take care and of take care of. Doll. Yeah. Cause all that stuff, you know, it's, all historically reserved for women, right? Yeah, right. It's we don't societal. give baby boys baby dolls. Yeah, no, but give boys baby dolls, of course. Um, okay, I literally don't. I don't know what to say. I'm shell shocked. I, I don't know. I'm shell shocked by these men giving birth like it ain't no thing. I'm shell shocked by the fact that Sammy didn't try to do Jeffrey's accent again. I know. Give me a give me a second. I feel like yeah. Let's close it out with a fun British accent. Forget all the rest of it ever happened. <laughs> yeah, forget all the rest. It was just a dream. It was just accents. Apple from the garden. Apple from the garden. He has like such big teeth. It sounds like he's like talking he about. He's so talking toothy. over no, his. Mustn't, their mustn't prosthetic teeth. Yeah, mustn't do that. Mustn't do that. Apple. From, no, see, it's getting into Irish. Hold on. Yeah. Apple from I the like garden. No, 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 no. Mustn't do that. <laughs> No, no, no. That was kind of, no, 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 no. Forbidden no. fruit mustn't do that. No, nope. forbidden Can't fruit. It's fine. <laughs> fruit. From all, from all of us here, too scary didn't watch. It's, it's a, you know, it's, it's dipping a soft in and Irish. Out. Dipping in and out. Yeah, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Irish. She's Irish. Goodbye. 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 That was Irish. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you, my friends, for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you had fun hanging with us, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at TSDW Podcast. And if you're interested in things like bonus episodes, video, trailer reactions, and other cool content, head on over to patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. All right, we love you all forever and ever, starting a while ago and continuing into eternity. Adios. That was a HeadGum Podcast.